Hello and welcome to our series of iVoice podcasts, bite-sized learning and top tips from voice at the table to help you believe it when you say, I can and I will be successful. Each podcast will only take 10 minutes of your time and in each episode, one of our experts at voice at the table will share her chosen I strategy. I'm Andrea James and today I'm excited to introduce Jane Ashard Grant, who will be talking to us about the I that she thinks is important for success. Jane is one of the advisors to Voice at the Table and is an executive coach working within professional and financial services. Jane has 30 years of experience in the City of London, both as an executive coach and before that as an HR practitioner. Welcome, Jane. Hi there. So what is your I and why have you chosen it? So today I've chosen the word information. And the reason I've chosen it, Andrea, is because I feel that in today's environment, we're often overloaded with information. And, you know, the challenge is, is how to listen for the message within the information, you know, to consider its purpose and what we want to learn and also how we do give information in service of others. Yeah, information is an, is an odd one because all the, you know, the other I voice that I've done, it's adjectives or something that we can be and, and we can't really be information. <laughs> That's so true. And it's interesting, you know, because as a coach, clients often ask me for it in one way or another. And what I often when I what I think about that, it's about how I give information in service of their thinking. So, for example, mm. what I mean by that is, is I give a little bit of information from my own experience with a view to provoking their thoughts such that we can build on it and to create something new together. Oh, that's really interesting because with the sort of torrents of information that we're getting right now, it's really quite difficult to tease out what it is that we actually need and what we can not pay as much attention to. Mm. So how do we do this? Yeah, that's a great question. I think what I found really helpful for me is to get really clear on my purpose. You know, what do I want information on specifically? What do I want to know and how can I apply it? You know, what really is the purpose for it? Mm. It's the same for when I give information. I want to think about what's the purpose of me giving this in order to, as I said, provoke and help the, my listeners. But how do we get over that, that fear of missing out that a lot of us feel? Ooh, what if I don't know this? What if somebody else knows this piece of information that I, I haven't looked at yet? <laughs> you know, that was me too. I, I absolutely empathize with you because I am a lifelong learner. And it's been mm. my biggest challenge. It's just that, oh, I must just read that book or I must just watch that podcast or can I just read that article? And in the end, just becoming feeling overwhelmed. And yeah. so I think to overcome that fear of missing out is to change the lens in which we look through and say, well, you know, being open to what I might learn when I'm in conversation with somebody or, you know, the fact that I may not know everything when I come to a conversation or, you know, being in front of people is to feel that that's okay and to come with the lens of, do you know what, I'm here to learn as well as give, give information. I'll share with you what I know and feel okay mm. about that. And also I recognize that I don't know everything and maybe I'm going to learn something from you today. <laughs> yes, that's something I definitely have to work on. 
In terms of how we give and receive the, this information, does it matter how we package it, as it were?、Mm, that's a great question. I think it does. I think when we're giving information, I like to ask myself two questions. You know, first of all, what information do I want、um, you to know about about me, about what I want to share about my message,、um, in service of your thinking? And then, what information do I need to know from you to help me be better at what I do?、Mm. So that's always been a very helpful framework for me to think about as I prepare to give information and as I prepare to receive it. So does that have an impact? On the actual means, so if it's a, a diagram or a conversation, how do we decide what method or means to use?、Mm, absolutely, I think you know we all have our own preferences for communication and the way that we take in and give information. For example, some of us are visual; some of us may prefer you know listening, and others. Have a, an attraction to feeling. I, what would it feel like? Can I experience it? This information that you're giving me. And so,、mm-hmm. when we're communicating, unless we know for sure, when we can ask someone what's their preferred、uh, preference, we can ensure that we perhaps use a variety.、Uh, maybe that we do use a couple of powerpoints or show a diagram, as well as helping somebody listen. So explaining very clearly what our message is. And for those who like the feeling, perhaps you know, creating an ex- experiment or Um, an exercise that they can do to feel the information that you've just been giving them to apply for themselves. Yeah, I think the word feeling is an interesting one because, from my experience, not many people are conscious that there are feelings going on. We we, we view information. I mean, just the word invokes objectivity and factual statements rather than something we emotionally engage with. I think. I think so too, and I think it's underrated that um, in, um, information in terms of our feelings is critical. Not only what do we feel ourselves, i.e., what is the information our body is giving us through its our, our feelings, our emotions, and also、mm. asking other people, well, how does that make you feel?、Um, can evoke、um, some very different experiences from somebody, and that can be a really powerful way to help individuals gain new insights for themselves once they tap in to their own feelings. So, in terms of how we use it at work, are there sort of steps besides thinking of the purpose that we can use to be effective with information? Well, I think so. Yeah, I think it's important.、Um, if you like, I would say I recommend three key things for listeners to take away with them in terms of how we use and receive information, and that is、mm-hmm. first of all to be really clear on your purpose. The purpose for information you want to give to others, how that will serve them and generate more of their thoughts and ideas, and then what I mean by that is just enough. Give them just enough information for them then to think more, and then you can build together on that. Likewise, when you want to receive information, be clear on what it is that I want to learn about. What specifically do I want to know? It could be facts, figures, feelings, experiences. The second thing is to think about how you share it. Just a moment ago, we talked about the different preferences. So think about、um, how people, other people's preferences. So what、mm-hmm. you might say to them, how you might show them or demonstrate them something, something. And thirdly, is to think about the style in terms of how you best share your message. You know, there's different ones. For example, storytelling is really powerful. People love to hear a story. 
and sometimes even a case study. If you're demonstrating a service or an idea, how somebody else that you've worked with has been successful with that case study can be really effective or it may be educational. And like, likewise, when you're giving feedback, it's a very powerful way of sharing and giving information. But again, giving it in a way that's succinct, specific and sincere so the individual can make use of that information that you share with them. Wow, brilliant. Thank you very much, Jane, for your insights and information. You're welcome. <laughs> and thank you for listening. Remember that on our website, you can get the brief show notes for this podcast. You can also learn about relevant workshops, access useful resources, and of course, get more of these fabulous podcasts. So go, just go to voiceatthetable.com for more. I'm Andrea James, and on behalf of Voice at the Table, we look forward to talking to you again at the next iVoice. Thank you and goodbye.